Okie-dokie. It's racism. Oh, racism and cancel culture and everything is canceled. Boy, we get, I mean, it's, it sucks for the world, but it's great for our episode because we have a lot to talk about this week. So yes, Sheila is a black female lawyer who enjoys pancakes sometimes. That's it. (laughs) The new (laughs) spokesperson for Aunt Jemima. She may or may not be our aunt. Right. She's just, she's just a nice. She may or may not like pancakes. A nice, well-educated African-American woman who maybe enjoys pancakes every now and again, like the rest of us. So I, I think, you know, speaking of, speaking of women who make pancakes, I got a story to tell you. No, Mike. Do you want to hear the story? Yes, I'm ready. Please do. Is it about your ex? <laughs> do you want me to skip? Do you... no. no. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. She died in a bus That's accident. That's right. Don't you? Yes, I just I just listened to that episode. I was I was cheering, <laughs> and, and then we went into like anyway. 25 minutes of something I wasn't quite under sure what we were talking about. But prior to that, 25 minutes was really really <laughs> riveting storytelling. <laughs> Adam gets very uncomfortable on the show, as evidenced by the last two episodes. Anyway, Adam, you know when you're a kid, you know we, you and I were kids once, and you know we, we, we do. You, do you have memories of going to the toy store with your mom? Oh, back yes. in the day, it was usually oh, yeah, was... it was usually go to the toy store, and we're going to go somewhere else. But that was my childhood. Yeah, I mean, looking around in the toy store, not buying right. anything, was always kind of like. A cherished childhood memory right. that I have, usually with my mom. It's it, it, and, <laughs> and she always took us to the toy store too. Like yes. like that was a reward. Yes. Like if you be patient while I go grocery shopping or whatever, I'll just let you walk around this toy store anyway. Well, I shop so, you at know, the Asian wet market for dinner. Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> Thousands of people have died, Adam. Anyway, you know, so going to you know as a kid, you know, you go to the toy store with your mom. That's just yes. normal behavior, right? Yes. So like, but when you're an adult mm-hmm. and you go to the toy store with your mom, some people think that's weird. And like, I don't get it because, yes. you know, I'm an adult. She's an adult. Yes. The sign says an adult toy store. So like, oh. I, don't know what, I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> you guys are looking for marital aids. <laughs> <laughs> the marital aid always is just always right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Adam, have okay. you been this past week? It's been it's been interesting per usual. Still continuing to to work in La Casa, but only for a few more weeks. So they're mm-hmm. transitioning us back, and they're like, you know what, you got to do, you got to wear that mask when you're at work, and mm-hmm. anybody else that you talk to at that work, they got to wear a mask too. And they're gonna make mm-hmm. it so that you only can walk in one direction around like the building because like our hallways kind of go in a circle. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that like since the bathroom is like six steps away from my office. That they don't have the arrows going the other way, where I have to walk all the way around. Just, I know, <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. That's, that that's ground like going the opposite way from the arrow. That's grounds for f- being fired, man. I know. And you just got your new office and everything, and, and it's like right next to the bathroom. I know, and they'll report me to Fauci, and Fauci will come in and just, I guess, you take will me personally down. have you removed from the, from the building. I'm so Fauci's persecuted. Known to do that. I'm the most persecuted man. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of talk about people being persecuted yes. this past week. You know, we're, we're, we're a music podcast. We like to talk about the music scene. We do. And boy, has the scene been busy this past week. Well. As if there wasn't enough terrible about the year 2020. Yes. <laughs> we got to talk about all the prominent figures who are 
about to be canceled. All the all the people of your favorite bands are involved in scuffles with one another. Everyone's getting canceled. Boom, bam. Pew, pew, pew. But not cancel them all. Not Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig lives to see he another day. He continues on through sheer will. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Donald Trump of the scene. I mean, I just Yeah, no I'm... matter what Johnny Craig does, he will <laughs> never go away. Never. Never. And like, regardless of what happens in like, you know, the next four years or whatever, seriously, Donald Trump will never the once he not is no longer president by whatever means that that becomes. Mm -hmm. He's such a prominent figure now. He will never go away. All these conservative pundits, all these conservative, everyone in his cult, like everyone is going (laughs) to like want to get his take on whatever the fuck is going on in the world. And he won't shut the fuck up. Like Johnny Craig, like you just said. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, we, we need to throw out that Donald Trump is not a human being. We've already... No. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I don't think it's gaining enough traction, and it really needs to, that there is there is an innate, inhumane uh, function going on here that uh, should, should needs to be looked into. The fact that he, like goes into these medical screenings and just like everything's perfect it's amazing you're like you're like the ideal human body Mm -hmm. like this is what human this is like men why don't you look like this guy i know it's It's this is this this is what the ideal human body looks like he's still need to aspire to that he's still blonde at 73 (laughs) years old i mean that's in that that is that's not human so this needs to gain more traction very very healthy tan going on what what hashtag do we need to start here hashtag trump cyborg or (laughs) trump alien which one which one is it we we, we need to start this because eventually the truth will be made known Mulder and scully style well this is this is such an important story that i think we got to workshop this and i don't think this is something we can come up on the cuff i'm ready yeah, we got it. We got it. We got to workshop this. You know, we'll probably, you know, come back to this, uh, you know, throughout the episode. But, you know, like <laughs> you said, you folks, you heard it here first. Right. Please spread the good word. We'll get you that hashtag sometime at the end of the episode. Okay. Maybe that'll be our final word before we go. So, right. Adam, kind of kind of workshop that in your brain. Okay. You're the one you're the good writer of, our, of this show. So <laughs> you really are. So folks, all those all those commercials you hear before our episode. <laughs> Those are courtesy of uh, one Adam Gort, skinny with Mike Adam. Please, uh, they're, they're, they're getting so the much. Word. They're getting so much feedback. I just. Uh... <laughs> hey, it's making us money, man. You got, so... got it. I hope we, Anchor we is it. blowing up. I mean, not in a good way. Not in a. We are single. Not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, not in a. Yeah, not not in a riot sort of way. Right. Anyway, we should probably like we have a lot to get through. Do like it. like we like we mentioned, the scene is imploding on itself it's dying story after story after story we got out like we got out long before (laughs) just just in the nick of time like we're we're we've moved on to like greta thunberg featuring the 1975 (laughs) and and casa loma i mean luckily man man overboard man man overboard left the scene in 2015 and like (laughs) so we're on to them now what is the scene but anyway it's it's dead So Literally. before we get, bef- well, speaking of dead, that's actually a oh. pretty good transition, actually. Oh. Uh, so before we get to that stuff, uh, pretty serious news. Uh, this past Saturday, uh, this was on June 6th, actually, uh, one Chris Caraba mm. was actually involved in a pretty serious motorcycle accident, and he's been in the hospital ever since. Oh, uh, did you hear about this at all? I vaguely heard about it. One One brief article I saw, but I didn't click on it. 
and that was like yesterday that I saw it. So he he's he's been well enough uh, the last couple of days to actually release a statement. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's kind of long, but uh, hey, friends, on June 6, I was in a motorcycle accident. My injuries were severe, but not life threatening. I owe I owe the amazing doctors, nurses, and medical teams millions of dollars. Anyway, <laughs> I, I owe them uh, uh, treating my uh, treating me my endless gratitude. I am determined to make a full recovery, but I have surgeries and months of rehab to come. Oh. So. You know, so people, I, I guess, on on the cusp of people like, well, you know, uh, Chris Caraba is always talking about social issues and things like that. What? How come he hasn't said anything about what's going on? And so, I, mm. him being in the hospital at the time, <laughs> he felt like he had to say something because he here's his next paragraph. Like, I have not lost sight of the social issues at hand, and even in the condition I'm in, <laughs> I find it important to state that I stand with Black Lives Matter. Whoa. In the near future, if it, uh, in, the, in the near future, it is likely I will not be able to follow the news as much as I would normally would. If you don't hear from me on critical social issues, I trust you know where I stand. <laughs> Guys, I'm busy has dying that, in a hospital right now. <laughs> has that been something we've been like worried about? Was Chris Caraba's political stance? Um, I've, ne- I've never heard of... him talk about it. Oh well, he's he's pretty uh, he, like well, he's pretty. Um, active uh, okay. uh, on on socials when it comes to like even prior to all this he you know, he always stands for um, you know women's rights and uh, okay. you know uh, LGBT rights and things like that so he's very okay. he's very vocal about where he stands but lately because of how important the peaceful protests and the and 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 and, and news cycle has kind of been there's been kind of this weird push by activists to like everyone get. By well, it's 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 mostly like the really hardcore activists. Like they really want to make sure that they force all the people they, all the celebrities they know to like see where they stand. I don't know. It's okay. it's weird. Got you know, it. there's 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 people out there who are like, you know, I I think it's our you know like like Chris Caraba, like you said, like do did we really need Chris Caraba's like input on this? <laughs> but I guess some people did, and he felt like okay. from his hospital bed he needed to say something. <laughs> He's got he's got lots of fans and he does yeah so maybe if we had lots of fans we would make it known quickly but we well we don't, you know so. we have a handful of fans but we <laughs> certainly did let, let we certainly did let them know where we stand okay. the last couple of weeks but anyway we wish him um we wish him the speedy recovery and it, it looks like it sounds like it's he's on his way to feeling better but oof that sounds rough you know sur- like he ha- he has multiple surgeries and rehab yeah. uh, coming up soon so. You know, with the world ending this 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 year, it's you know it's he's in a rough spot. So send Chris Caraba your love if you can, and 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 leave him alone. I think if you're a big fan of his, you should already know where he stands. I mean, he's sure. not standing right now; he's paralyzed. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I hope he can stand soon. <laughs> so, uh, this is a bizarre story. Now, uh, I think I think it's well known. We've talked about this a lot on our show, but. Uh, Census Fails own Buddy Nielsen, mm. the only pretty much ongoing member of Census Fail, and Attila's Chris Franzak. I don't what would you say their relationship is like, Adam? It's it's been it's been very uh, very platonic, very mm-hmm. f- friendly, emotional, like like friends with it, benefits kind of thing. You know? Yeah, hug it out kind of debates. I mean, there's been a couple of times they've disagreed. But they usually like just be like, dude, you know what? We we love each other so much. Yeah, they both they, they both they, sit down like mature adults and right. talk it out like and like mature adults always do. They go on stage and talk about, you know, that Franz guy. He's a good man. He's a 
good guy. Anyway, this song's called War Paint. That <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Nielsen is a good queer guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Franz is always going on stage to be like, you know, guys, I, I want you guys to not listen to this show right now and mm-hmm. go listen to Census Fail. They are <laughs> some good guys <laughs> with a great front man who is open-minded and knows when to shut up when things don't apply to him. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Buddy Nielsen <laughs> and uh, Chris Fronzek are having yet another mature debate. <laughs> mm. five, five years in the making. This all started Warp Tour 2015, I believe. Now, I don't know if you're well aware of this, Adam, because this kind of just came out in the last couple of days, but there, uh, the feud has been reignited because uh, Buddy Nielsen has been taking issue with the fact that uh, Chris Fronzek has started an OnlyFans page. You, are you, you you know what OnlyFans is, right? Um, OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans is a is a website where uh, sex workers can go and like promote themselves and like uh, oh. sell their own videos, like you know stuff like that. Oh. So they make like yeah, so it's either like individuals or couples. Like they they'll start their own page and then they'll charge people for their content. So Franz has has so been kind doing of, like kind of it's kind of like what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> Except we don't charge people for our oh, pornography. Adam. We, we should be <laughs> our verbal for our verbal pornography. Right, folks. After anyway. this episode, uh, please go to onlyfans.com/slash/theskinny. Please contribute ten dollars <laughs> a month to get our premium content. Uh, it's 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 if you want to see me make pancakes in the nude, <laughs> that's the one place to go. It's, anyway, it's, so it's onlyfans. There's something skinny. Oh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I this is the first time I'm hearing about it. But apparently, Franz has an OnlyFans page in which he and his uh, friends with benefits, I suppose, mm. kind of get together and like make sexy made fetish videos. I mm. suppose. Nice. So, Buddy Nielsen uh, took issue with that, and uh, so the whole thing started with this one tweet: "Music industry, like you all, still support." Franz and he is literally having women dress up like maids and clean his house while he shoots porn. Literally, want to do something meaningful? Stop supporting bands with scumbags in them. Do more than just tweet about it. All right, so that was on June 11th. Franz oh. immediately uh, tweeted back, "Damn, this guy sounds pretty awesome to me." I think <laughs> talking about himself, like, "Wow, this guy like does porn. Like, that's that's pretty awesome." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, he's living the, his best life. He sure is. So, like, before we before we move forward, because this kind of gets all over the place, you 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 hear Franz has a has a porn page. Does that like you as a no you not playing a character or anything? Like, how does that how does that make you feel at all, Adam? Um, gross. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, as I don't want to see it. Who's actively listened to his music, trying to find out any sort of glimmer of of hope within it that it could actually be good. Like I wasted five <laughs> weeks of my life absorbing their first five albums. And now they're like on album, like nine or 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like I tried and now I feel gross knowing that this is going on. <laughs> sure. But also like, I mean, I, I, I would describe you as also pretty sex positive. Like does it, does, does the fact oh. that this guy has like makes consensual porn, does that bother you at all? No, not at all. Okay. I make That's consensual what I... porn, but I'm by myself usually. Yeah, usually. Again, <laughs> please subscribe to our OnlyFans page as soon as you guys are done listening to this. If you want to watch Adam jacking it for $10 oh, a God. month, it's just $10 a month. 
<laughs> I make it worth your Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> if you subscribe to the upper tier, give us your Tubmans every month, then that'll then then you'll get the premium like Adam and Don a- Adam not Adam and Don <laughs> Adam and Mike yes. like sword fighting every month. <laughs> Who's gonna win this week's <laughs> this week's weekly battle? Anyway, no. Uh, so this actually caught the attention of known porn star named Rocky Emerson, male porn star Rocky Emerson, mm. uh, and he he chimes in. Well, apparently. You're not allowed to be a sex worker and make music because sex workers are bad people, right? You know, right, uh, buddy? To which buddy replies, that's not what I said. I had issues with him before. My point is people who support him while he is trying to make porn where women clean his house. You can make porn that empowers women. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Which I got a favorite porn. I got (laughs) to stop him right there. Like if Buddy Nielsen knew what like only like what OnlyFans is, that Mm -hmm. is probably the most empowering um version of online porn that there is because that is mm. sex workers and people who make porn taking complete control over their own content there's no director telling them what they should be doing there's nobody coercing right. them into doing this stuff they can sell it at whatever price they want they have like i said they have full complete control so i i, I think that's as empowering wow. as it gets to be honest you've come um, a long way baby yeah so <laughs> rocky rocky emerson <laughs> Uh, says like I do porn and made porn is fun is fun to make. Please don't speak on subjects that you have no part in. To which Buddy Nielsen completely changes the subject. Mm. <laughs> All the outrage against alt press, which we are going to be getting to later on this episode, is totally justified and right. And the music industry. Uh, and the music, all the indus- all the music industry people trying to score points by looking like they actually care and not trying to score easy points by dunking on them is lame. You you didn't care when they did the million other things. So he's trying to deflect everything because I think he understands like, oh, yeah, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> to which never been this, in the industry. Yeah. So this like just continued to spiral on where people piling on and telling Buddy to shut up. And like like just because like I said, that, like, just because Franz is making porn, which sounds like every, everything's on the up and up. Everything's consensual. There's no coercing going on. Just the thought of it makes me sick. Is what I'm saying. Just the yeah, just the thought <laughs> of it boils uh, he can, boils he Buddy Nielsen's. It. Yeah, right. He can do it. I'm not going to stop him. It just makes me sick to think about. <laughs> and I think this is just, and I'm not going to because there's a whole series of like tweet threads going all in all these different directions. Everybody mm-hmm. chiming in. Uh, Franz even coming back in every now and then. Uh, I, I think this is kind of Franz's uh, final statement on the matter. So the fact that old, that some old jaded band dude tried to attack my character because I consensually made porn uh, blows my mind. There are so many legit issues in the world right now, and you're going to call me a scumbag because I make porn in, in a very respectful and fun environment? Eat shit, dude. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. Buddy Nielsen and Franz. I, I mean, that's as much as I do not like Attila's music, I, I, I'm totally on the side of uh, Franzilla on this one, like Buddy Nielsen, I, I get that he hates him because he used the uh, F A word on stage a long time ago, numerous but, like times. numerous <laughs> times, and and Buddy Nielsen being the woke queer that he is, like uh, I should just... I should be laughing at that, but it's it's true. No, that is an apt statement. He is a woke <laughs> queer. Uh, I think he'd even I think he even like uh, uh, identifies as queer. So. 
because um, he's what like pansexual i think yes. i think it's the official so yeah i think yes. online when he puts like descriptions of himself he puts queer but uh but he's so woke as fuck that like anytime a woman has exposed breasts that he has to buddy nielsen has to say something about it well he only so, likes it, to watch it if they're like in a position of power like an attorney right <laughs> <laughs> attorneys senators you know uh, you know, just the CEOs of major corporations. I mean, and it's not even like they're having sex. It's just like them degrading cisgendered men. Right. Pretty much. And that's the stuff that Buddy Nielsen jacks off to so, <laughs> nowadays. So anyway, so this is just another case of like Buddy Nielsen opening his mouth when he really shouldn't have. And like as much as I love Census Fail and how much their music has been meant as, as meant to me, like, like I agree with Franz. He needs to shut his mouth every now and then because <laughs> he needs to really think about what he says before he actually opens his mouth it might it might happen someday but at this point not not this week baby <laughs> i don't know when we when we the whole culture will shift on um woke queers and <laughs> trying to get them to be like hey calm down okay <laughs> if the world is ever gonna turn on woke queers <laughs> i have a feeling i have a i have a strong suspicion that buddy it's going to be because of buddy nielsen <laughs> he might be the the final push to, right. to i mean create the backlash yes so. i have i have no problem with anybody from any culture from any uh you know from any group or whatever but goddamn buddy nielsen as an individual needs to learn how to shut his fucking mouth <laughs> jesus christ well we haven't heard him have like a a, a rant in a while yeah exactly so, as far as i know like, like I, like the whole world is not focused on me right now, Buddy Nielsen. But how I can need I make the world? It? How can I make people focus on me? And he's like Google Franz. Like mm. <laughs> what's Franz been up to? <laughs> All right, let me. Now that I'm done jacking off to his maid porn, I'm gonna go on Twitter <laughs> and get and and get mad about it. Mm -hmm. anyway. And really, maid porn? I mean, haven't we moved on from that? <laughs> it's just, yeah i mean whatever i mean you people like what they like and that's cool whatever. i guess so there's no reason to yeah there's no reason to shame people about what they like but, okay uh, i'm sorry yeah, it, it, it depends on what kind of maid i guess uh, well again I, it, I, like neither of us are subscribed to his only fans so we don't know if it's like some sort of empowering maid it might is, be. like that you know maybe like a t maybe in the movie or maybe in this clip franz is like hey thank you for coming can you clean my kitchen and the maid's like, no, you fucking clean the kitchen, you, f you fucking cisgendered white piece of shit. Right. And it's like, oh, yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, uh. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, I, I came so hard on that scene. <laughs> so it, it could be any number of things, but I'm, I'm not going to go find it. I'm, <laughs> I just can't. I'll let my imagination yeah. run, my, run wild with it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and also the idea of OnlyFans as... You know, whether or not you as a person like subscribe to porn or whatever, like I I, I, I personally only feel comfortable um, subscribing to OnlyFans if you're not in a real if you're if, if you're not in a monogamous monogamous relationship. It does feel very like you're like it does very personally. It does feel very wrong that you're and especially if you're doing it behind your partner's back, mm. you know, because you're subscribing and paying money to a specific person for their content you know mm, and you can interact okay. with that person that feels like emotionally right. cheating as well so anyway that's just an yeah. that's just an aside but uh so we got tell us more about your personal history with only fans mike <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a personal history with only fans mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh -huh. interesting <laughs> except the fact that for you the listener 
can subscribe to the Skinny's OnlyFans page for just $10 a month. Do you want to see Adam and Mike sword fight? <laughs> and by sword fight, I mean our penises. I know. I know. I do. But <laughs> Well, you don't have to, Adam. You are the content creator. <laughs> I want you Franz. have access to... <laughs> I want to watch Franz watching it. <laughs> well, folks, for just $50 a month... <laughs> We're gonna reach out to Franz, and we're gonna we're we're gonna try to get that collaborative content that right. you the you the fans deserve. And get you know Buddy Nielsen to also take part in this. Like we'll film the whole thing. We'll so. film the whole thing, and then we'll send it to Buddy Nielsen and film his reaction to it. Yes, and then we'll post that on our page. Yes. See, that's like some <laughs> fucking scene synergy right now, baby. Right. I mean, the scene's got nothing else going on, so we might as well. Uh, just create our own content at this point. The scene is canceled. <laughs> twenty twenty. Yes. Let's move on to that now. Well, <laughs> so we're gonna move on up to the main story this week, but we got a lot of side stories because it's not just one artist slash band that's uh, that has a bunch of shit going on this past week. Let's move. Let, let's start with uh, Corey Brandon of a uh, Norma Jean fame. Mm-hmm. So okay. I don't know if you know too much about Corey Brandon. I um, but, gave Norma Jean a couple of listens and said, I, I can't do this, Mike. Like th- I said, does every album sound like this? And you said, kind of. And I'm like, I'm not going to go any further. Yeah. Time to quit. That, which is a, which is, um, you know, painting with a broad right. brush. I mean, it's, it, that's pretty fair. Assessment. But I had, uh, I had bad feelings about the guitarist while I was listening to it. So please go on. <laughs> well, Corey Brandon is the lead singer and he, uh, oh, over the past singer, few yeah. years, yeah, over the last few years, especially during the Trump administration, he's been a pretty vocal about his like, hey, hey, I, I love to own the libs. Like he's he's mm. like one of those type of people. He's not okay. like overtly antagonistic, but he just loves it when libs do stupid shit. So um, so this past week, last past couple weeks, uh, it's been a very contentious kind of like, a, you know, th- a, a kind of contentious fight for morality uh around the world and Corey brandon decided to take it upon himself to post a picture of himself wearing a shirt that said blah lives matter uh so what yeah blah lives matter like b-l-a b-l-a-h yeah like okay yeah so you know not not a very nice thing to very, say very minimizing very yeah like, you're, you're it's very dismissive yeah i mean i think you're very much making a point about what you're where you stand on the black lives matter movement is it by as saying that is it as dismissive as like no lives matter because <laughs> no lives matter that you're just being an edgy you're, you're just being an edgy edgelord who yes has no friends i was um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes oh. <laughs> But anyway, blah, lives matter. Was it a big red shirt with like a MAGA logo on it? It was like very like patriotic kind of font and like uh, red, white, and blue stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. He's taken it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you as a listener, you could probably find it if you, I'm sure people have screenshotted it and blah, blah, blah. But uh, there, you just said so, it right now. There you go. You, you, know where, you know where I stand now. <laughs> I stand with Corey Brandon, that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so... He so he got and he released some sort of like statement also about like you know it was just a joke, uh you guys are yeah yeah so sensitivity I, po- I posted it online to my thousands of followers and it's just a joke guys 
Yeah, so he is under fire this this, uh, this past week over that. Mm, this isn't okay. the first time he's done like stuff like this. He's he's done a lot of like things praising the president and praising things that the conservatives do because he's he's definitely one of the like wannabe tough guy like <laughs> fucking lives like one of those mm-hmm. type, one of those type of people. Yeah. Uh, so what was what was the backlash? <laughs> oh, lots of people in the uh, lots of people in the scene just kind of like trying to debate him trying to educate him and he released a very very soft dismissive kind of uh quote-unquote apology um which I'm wasn't so very... sorry sorry you're such a bitch yeah <laughs> very attila like apology <laughs> uh moving on uh more people who are kind of tone deaf this next week uh the mm-hmm. ghost inside uh one of oh. adam's favorite bands um <laughs> <laughs> not not quite <laughs> not quite are you sure I'm, i mean you listen to their dis- entire discography Adam. Oh, i know i listened to them when they had eight legs and <laughs> i wasn't going to stick around for the seven leg version just because the eight legs were just just awful <laughs> well luckily we're not talking about the drummer this time uh this oh, is okay. a bass player uh who like four months ago was actually kicked out of the band for like mm. disputes or whatever uh he this past week was called out uh, for a 2000 uh, or he was reminded publicly of a 2015 incident in which he used to call the bus driver of their tour bus, the N word constantly. <laughs> what? Uh, and yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, so he's like, one of those people. Yeah. Like did the bus driver and him have a rapport or something? <laughs> uh, like I want, I want to, I want to say like the Dave Chappelle sketch line. When he talks about like what it's like when you're walking around in the south, but I don't know if I can say it anymore. I used to. No, dude, don't say. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Where yeah, I, about I've like, seen that sketch. Yeah. The racism is so deep in the south where you're like walking down the street and and the people are just on their porches like morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I know. Of, was it that kind of thing? Like he would say no. that going into the bus. No, it, it, it's not any of that. It's just the like driver was like. In- the bus driver's like, I'm going to crash this bus so hard. Oh, man, these guys are going to feel it. <laughs> One of them's going to feel it really bad. Um, but no, so people are people are um, all over him. And uh, the Ghost Inside have released another statement that's like, yeah, we don't agree okay. with this and things like that. Um, I, found, uh, I found the apology. The Ghost Inside was born from a scene of forward thinking. Mm. <laughs> no, they weren't. Understanding. <laughs> no. And progressiveness. No, they weren't. Uh, our music and message has always been one of hope and finding that light at the end of the tunnel. Racism and bigotry of any kind stifle that journey towards the light. And it closes and locks doors that need to be broken open. We have parted ways with the bassist. And while we didn't hear those words spoken directly from his mouth, we did hear mutterings of the incident uh, at the time. We thought this to be just a rumor. And it offended and hurt an entire community, a community Man. we are meant to bring together. So it, it it goes on. We stand for Black Lives Matter, and we want to fight against systemic racism, which is good. Um, I hope that's not just like, uh, you know, uh, lip service, but, uh, you know. So anyway. Man. Okay. Ghost Inside so has been canceled. We've been, Norma Jean like, has been canceled. We've been trying to build them up for the last number of years. Right. Like as as a band that we want to listen to for some reason, but <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I got my tabs actually um, mixed up. So yeah, the Ghost Inside bassist was kicked out okay. for using the N word against their black driver, and Travis uh, Tabron, who used to be in the band Varials, was uh, 
Okay, so that's 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 the mistake I made. Travis DeBron, who was kicked out of Varials four months ago, exposed the band for constantly using oh, that word. There, interesting. There you go. So okay. Travis DeBron was kicked out for being a dumb lib. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Varials people are upset about Varials and Ghost okay. Inside and Norma Jean and also Austin Carlisle. I know for not. For not the reason well, that uh, you'd expect. Got to remember, some of these kids grew up with those Dave Chappelle episodes, mm-hmm. and they were—they're very much used as a joke. <laughs> and unfortunately, and a lot, we yeah, all, a lot of a lot we, of people struggled with that to not look at it in a funny sort of way, and then the actual like, you know, systemic racism that uh, applies there. Yes, um, how do so. people listen to Dave Chappelle's um, stand up? And the Ch- and watches the Chappelle show and not know that it's about social commentary, right? And <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I never anyway. felt like I needed to like just start spouting it off here and there. But when other people would would say it in a joke, when other people said it jokingly, I couldn't help but laugh because I had I had like ingrained those episodes into my brain, you know. Right, because you <laughs> also understand the concept of satire, and you have an yes. IQ that's over fifteen points. That's true. So. I've heard I've heard stories of this. <laughs> so the biggest story, which I think we're going to focus on a lot here, get ready, Adam. I've got like five pages of notes. <laughs> yes, I mean there's there's uh, a lot of Austin Carlyle news. This is great as we like just brought back Attack Attack into the mainstream. It's very podcast. timely, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, but so, speak away, Austin Carlyle. If you guys are not aware, and I've got uh, sources, I've got uh, I've got all these notes here so we're gonna go through these as soon as we can so also feel free to stop me whenever you want adam um so austin carlisle if you haven't heard has been accused of serial rape by multiple accusers now before we continue is this something that you were aware of because i also learned this past week that apparently this has been an ongoing right um thing that i guess people in the scene were also aware about hmm. i also heard a lot of things i I've, the only thing i can think of is that people didn't like Austin Carlisle and nobody ever kind of explained it to me or I didn't fully I, I look don't further know. into it. It's like you listen to these podcasts and you hear people say things like all of these terrible things are happening out there and, but they don't say what it is. Mm-hmm. So we're just left to like guess. And so when this broke, I was just like, this would oh, make sense. That's what it like, is. Like, I, yeah. like, okay, there's, there's a very, very prominent figure in the scene that I, I don't know why this has been so covered up, or maybe I just didn't dig deep enough because I did not care about him as a, you know, artist slash person most of the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's never like connected with me in that way, so I never like did the research, but. Well, you yeah. know, well, let's if, also, if Mikey let's also Fuentes be... can get away with whatever Mikey Fuentes is doing and getting back and pierce the veil, and we're just like, hmm, okay, then I, I I don't know I don't know what's going to become of Mr. Carlisle here. Yeah, I also want to make I also want to kind of bring the concept of hero worship into this oh, discussion as well because I, I think that Brian Fallon, yeah, Brian well, if. Fallon. Dude, if Brian Fallon ever turns out to be a scumbag, I will fucking blow my brains out. I know. There's no point in going on at that point. It's just like, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Kill all of your heroes. But also, like, um, this uh, this is pretty prominent because, like, 
you know, we're you and I personally aren't like huge fans of like Attack Attack and of Mice and Men mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but a lot of our listeners are. Uh, so True. this, True. so you know, listeners going forward, you know, we're, you're gonna if you're not aware of this story, you're gonna hear some pretty horrific things about someone that you probably look up to or albums that you, um, who has sung on albums that you very much enjoy. But we also want to bring in the concept, uh, bring in the topic of hero worship and why that's dangerous into this uh, into this discussion. So keep that in mind. So this past week, uh, this is, I guess, the inciting incident, uh, which kind of brought this topic and also all the other topics that we just talked about into light. Uh, so this it all started from this uh, Facebook post from a girl named Caitlin. Uh, we're not going to say her last name. Jenner. Uh, it's okay. Jenner. Caitlin Jenner. Exactly. <laughs> so, dear Alternative Press, remember over 15 girls shared their stories with you about this serial rapist? Because mm-hmm. I do. I was one of them. Well, th- this came yeah. on the on the heels of them posting about Austin Carlyle saying that Jesus was coming back soon, right? Oh, like uh, yes. That, so, like, I, I saw that article and I was just like, wow, I haven't seen them talk about Austin Carlyle in a long time. And then I just Correct, kept yeah. on scrolling. But then this all came up from that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, well, the skinny Twitter page doesn't follow, um, Austin Carlisle anymore, but, um, over the past, like, mm. like once in a while, I'll be scrolling the Twitter feed and like Austin Carlisle's name will show up or his Twitter will show up. And it's like, it's just a random Bible verse. So lately that's all he's been posting. Mm. And then because of like civil unrest and all the terrible things happening in the world lately, like he decided to say like, yo guys, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is so coming back. Finally, we're excited. I'm excited. So he's very <laughs> much been very uh, vocal about uh, his uh, born again beliefs. So right. uh, continuing on, now you want to not only share his nonsense. Uh, he's, and she's also talking about how alternative press is like, hey, Justin Carlyle's talking about Jesus. Uh, so, <laughs> but now you want to put his name next to Jesus? No, just know mm. it's not okay. The alternative community has followed you for years, followed your story so closely all through high school and watched my artist friends be featured by your magazine to be contacted, uh, to be contacted by you to share my stories in hopes it wouldn't keep happening to other girls felt like a dream. Finally, there was something I could do considering I was told by law enforcement that there was nothing else I could hope for with no physical evidence. I never thought, unfortunately, much like every sexual assault case yes and uh, a little a little bit later we have alternative presses actually very well thought out and well explained um, uh, letter to the community regarding all this and why they kind of dropped the charges from like a long or dropped the investigation from a long time ago mm, okay um, I, I never thought anyone would believe me or take this seriously then there was your magazine asking us to share he not only raped girls probably more than anyone even knows about he was a predator seeking out underage girls by using his position in the music industry to do so. He threatened you with a lawsuit and you backed down. I get it. Who would want to be involved in what you in in that when you could just not? Mm-hmm. Um, that was your choice, a choice none of us had. You can't just let it go and forget. I, for one, had hoped that you would at the very least stop featuring him. I guess I was wrong to hope that he needs to be canceled get him out of these kids faces who believe he's a good person deserving of recognition hashtag austin carlisle um her husband 
uh, goes on uh, goes on to say, like a few years back, realizing the extent of the damage done, I organized a group of women, many who had been raped or sexually assaulted by Austin Carlisle over the years, to be interviewed by Alt Press. I knew him personally. I worked in the scene and married one of his victims. And again, that was the husband of uh, this girl, Caitlin, who uh, went public because of alternative press. Being like, oh, he said Jesus. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there is so this kind of opened the floodgates of a lot of women coming forward. Uh, this is uh, from a woman who worked with of mice and men. Uh, no, just no. You took statements from multiple friends, like the one below, and killed the story. I worked with this band when he was in it, and quote, finding Jesus doesn't make up for how he treated everyone. Stop giving him a platform if you're not going to believe these women. Uh, this hmm. is a statement. So this also brought to light a statement from attack attack from back in 2010 Uh, it's a pretty long statement i don't know if i'm gonna read the whole thing but boys and girls we are here to address the new rumor that austin is back in attack attack i would like to first point out that uh it would be the coldest day in hell for him to get back (laughs) in our band to clear Mm. this whole thing up it all let's start with the history someday someday came suddenly we recorded SCS with Joey Surges back in July 2008 with Austin doing vocals. September 11, 2008, we left Ohio with Austin in our band to go on our first tour ever, the Rise Records tour. Three weeks later, we left him in the dark. We left him in a dark parking lot in Salt Lake City, Utah. We sat there, (laughs) cried like a little girl while we drove away from him. Facts. Sorry. Anyway, this yeah, is from Attack I'm, Attack. By the I way, I know. I'm not surprised that this <laughs> that this happened. Back in 2010, when they were 12 years old, uh, <laughs> Austin would repeatedly claim that we were a Christian band on stage while being completely drunk and continuing to drink on stage. He abused his prescription medication, drank heavily, and slept with anything that crossed his path. Whoa. He is an ego. He's an egotistical maniac and an arrogant jerk. We Whoa. gave him everything. We gave him a family, our homes, our money, our love. And all he did in return was throw it all back in our faces. He personally let, went out of his way to ruin Caleb's life on tour because Caleb tried to tell Austin what he was doing was messed up. Hmm. Um, so continues on like that. Uh, Austin, I know you're reading this. No respect. Signed. Uh, no respect. <laughs> no respect. That. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so no <laughs> signed attack attack. Uh, well, that, yeah, and if you listen to episode one of the lead singer syndrome, like Caleb talks just very briefly about like well it's, he's like yeah austin quit the band no wait we had to kick him out of the band <laughs> but he doesn't go into all, he doesn't go into all the details about it but he just like it's just like no we had to kick him out of the band <laughs> like that was yeah, the end of the line <laughs> you know in light of all this stuff like it's not his story to tell he i think he i think he very much wants to give a voice to the people who are affected by mm-hmm. what austin has done um this also prompted uh alan ashby uh oh. currently of uh, of mice and men to release a statement as well in uh, 20, on to say, 2010 or is this current in 2020 yeah ah, this was this okay. past week yesterday we yesterday we heard for the first time hmm uh, of an alleged article <laughs> i mean alan actually al- maybe hasn't been around that long he might be new to the band for all we know <laughs> <laughs> of an alleged article that was written and apparently subsequently shelled regarding a former member of our band let's be fair here uh it has been four years since oh he goes on to say that this individual has not been a member of mice and men for almost four years and neither the band nor the team around us has any part in this in suppressing such article Mm. we absolutely condemn sexual violence and harassment of any form notice how he didn't say anything about knowing of any of this kind of stuff Mm. going on 
Interesting. Who is this uh, Alan Ashby? Oh, he's been there since 2011. Okay. Yes, he's been there since the formation of the band. <laughs> uh, so this all goes back now to uh, Alternative Press. They released a very long statement. Uh, I've, I'm not going to read the entire one because it's, but there's a lot of good information in there. So I pulled um, the important paragraphs from the, from the, uh, from the apology, I suppose. Uh, have you read it at all? No, I, I I didn't keep up with any of this this week. Okay, so this is all new information for you. Pretty much. I mean, I read the victims' accounts, and then mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I get lost within them sometimes. So knowing Alternative Press and knowing how they've kind of turned into a gossipy kind of teen magazine uh, in the last few years, I went into this apology, um, which, I again, I'm going to read abridged. I, I went into it with low expectations, and I was actually quite impressed with the amount of detail that they go into and the reasoning why they made the decisions um, back then. So here, here are the important parts of Alternative Press's statement. First, I want to sincerely apologize to the survivors who have felt silence, who have felt silence by us in regard to the allegations made against Austin Carlisle. Mm. Also, I want to, I think it's time for a change in light of recent events and in the current state of culture, we're going to introduce some new faces to the world. Effective immediately, I'm pleased to announce our new editor-in-chief, Paige Owens, and her counterpart, contact dir- content director, uh, Rachel Campbell, who, will both, who both will bring an approach to our editorial objectives and policies. The two of them are going to be spearheading the ongoing direction of our content, and the initiatives uh, we'll cover below. We would like to tell our readers that we are not protecting anybody from legal rep- repercussions. What we are following is the obligation of journalistic due diligence, ethics, and integrity. Social media allows us to react quickly and impulsively with great conviction. What it doesn't do is provide context or the full story. Mm. The Austin Carlisle story was never kept, quote, under wraps. It was not published because we could not check all of the boxes we, as journalists, must check. During the period that the allegations surfaced and, and an investigation began, accusations and scenarios came to light. From the information that we have been able to review, these claims were not verifiable by sources or through official legal documentation like formal complaints, police reports, witnesses, etc. In addition, some of the individuals we spoke to had changed their position on the story or involvement for a variety of reasons. Now, I, me personally, I read that and I felt like Maybe they were getting harassed by fans because as soon as mm-hmm. any accusation towards famous singers happen, there's all the hardcore fanboys and fangirls coming out of the limelight to like dismiss them immediately without any sort of getting the full story. They go to harass and call these girls whores and sluts and stuff like that, and you know shame them for stuff that they were probably coerced into. Um, at several points during the investigation. Additional sources who were willing to go on record to corroborate events went silent, canceled interviews, or stopped responding to our follow-ups. They were also people who refused to talk to us at the time, who are now saying online that they were never approached. It doesn't mean the allegations Mm -hmm. against Austin Carlisle are not true. Simply put, we didn't know all of the truth, and we couldn't tell all the truth. We couldn't get a full cooperation from enough witnesses at the time Mm -hmm. to get the truth. We cannot run an agle- we couldn't we cannot run an allegation without proper and complete vetting as it could open the company to lawsuits. We promise to dedicate the necessary resource resources and time 
uh, to more in-depth coverage of these serious issues. Yesterday, we created a new editorial committee that will be responsible for the thorough vetting and investigation into future stories such as these. We're also reevaluating previously posted stories to ensure that they are in line with the practices we are adhering to moving forward. So I felt like those are the most important parts to state about uh, the uh, statement that Alternative Press gave. And I thought it was a very thorough and well thought out statement. So good it's, on it's that. nice to know that they're they're still trying to sound like they have, you know, investigative integrity, or, <laughs> integrity. Yes. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It's like, OK, they're not just like what lipstick color are you and all that so <laughs> what Haley like williams lipstick color are you <laughs> i can't i can't promise that this is accurate on any given day but at least they're trying to make it sound like that they're trying <laughs> right so I, uh, I have no idea yeah 98 percent of all of their articles and features are just clickbait nonsense <laughs> but like once in a while two percent stuff like they, they actually Went to journalism school. Good, good on them. <laughs> I, I would maybe agree with that. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Like our but, new editor um, went to Warp Tour once. <laughs> Austin, Carlo, Austin Carlisle has since went silent since all of these react wow. accusations have uh, resurfaced. I forgot um, that he he when he quit of Mice and Men, he moved to Costa Rica. And now that makes yeah, perfect sense. How do you get away like from... A, he became like a soccer coach or something, if I remember correctly. Okay. <laughs> I, a youth soccer coach. But that's a good way to stay away from like, you know, pending charges in America. No, it's a great it's also it's also a great way to to groom young kids into <laughs> falling in love with you. Maybe in so. a country that has less stringent rules on those kinds of things. I, I maybe has know. a maybe might have a much lower age of consent than the US too. Dear Who God, knows? Mike, why do you know what the age of consent in Costa Rica is? Well, I'm really Adam, have confused you know. about this. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Um, okay, the, I'm, just, I'm just making dumb jokes. So, uh, so yeah, man, that's some heavy I mean, shit. We canceled Austin Carlisle like in 2017 when the not whole... for this reason though, <laughs> but not for this reason. But I guess we'll do it again. Um, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's just a fucking shame that like these things keep happening and. Um, and even if you go online, there's still people defending him and there's people defending all sorts of, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, sexual aggressors out there because they don't know the full story and they only know stuff that they see in interviews and um, in music videos mm-hmm. and very carefully worded um, statements online you know, they see them on stage and they're, you know, they're in their rock star mode and they idolize these people. So they, they only see that side of these, of, of these band members, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody we talked about today and everyone we talked about in the past too. So that, that, that goes along with like the dangers of hero worship. So when you hear things like this, people who are prone to worshiping these band guys, like they immediately go into defensive mode and like, no. No, this she's just a slut. What was she doing sleeping? What was she doing hooking up with like a bang guy anyways? Fuck, fucking horrors. Like, you know, they, exactly. they go into that mode. And it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what do we do? Well, it wasn't uh, when Daniel was working on his, his best albums of the early aughts. There's mm-hmm. so much like anti-woman stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> Most you know, you, we were talking about You're that. Such a uh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> such a bitch. Dun, 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 dun. Bless the fall. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, looking back at like a lot of the albums that we love and, you know, we still love or, you know, admittedly, like there's a lot of like this unquestioned misogyny, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the scene. 
and we excused it back in the day. Uh, you know, you can't bands would be very hard pressed to get away with those kind of lyrics these days. But um, you know, it was all in the it was all in the in the image to try to be edgy. Mm-hmm. Be like, you, you fucking broke my heart, you whore. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, you know, this some of why, the bands. This is why gas, like Gaslight had to end because it was too much about, <laughs> you know, how women break your heart, and and so he had to switch to happy songs. <laughs> Eventually, right? 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 I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I mean, like, if we're gonna talk about lead singers who use like the words whore and cunt and like slut constantly, no, Brian are Fallon, we gonna talk not, about Brian Fallon? He, he's Come not on. using those terms, but he's he's. <laughs> It's like if you took that word and like stretched it out of everything that it could possibly mean. If you meant, if you, yeah, if you took those themes and <laughs> made them a lot more poetic <laughs> and specific, maybe about yeah interactions that uh, that adults often have with each other when they're in their twenties and they're young uh, and in love. I think he did it a lot better. To kind of. <laughs> I mean, yes, like, we're joking yeah. around. He doesn't use those words. Right. <laughs> like you could just condense, you know, 40 minutes of American slang into, you know, you're such a bitch. And you're such a bitch. Like, man, dun, 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 dun. What a great album. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian took that breakdown and made a whole album about it. I like and the did way it of, once use the B word. I know, I know. So I'm just saying, because when you go into hero worship, of course, I have to internalize it and be like, I don't hero worship. A- oh, God, I do somebody. Oh, and yeah, uh, I mean, because like, we're like, we're, we'll, we'll admit we'll get we're guilty of it, too. And went back in 2017, uh, when Jesse, when the things about Jesse Lacey started to come to light, like, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, we got I think I. I, if I remember correctly, we got pretty defensive too, right? Like we're I, like, what is going on? Or, I, I don't know. If we got defensive. We just got like, oh, like what's going on? I had no idea what was going right. on. I mean, it's just the the picking and choosing of who we're going to be mad at. <laughs> you know, that's sure, where yeah. that's where I'm getting confused on this because we seem to be like letting go of what th- was discussed three years ago. Of just being like, well, you know, with Jesse Lacey, you mean? Well, yeah, and with everybody that was getting canceled at that time. Oh, sure. And yeah. then this we, seems to come in waves. I know. Too. I even said like by 2019 or so, I was just like, I think we're we're past all this. Like, it doesn't seem like to stick anymore. Like, <laughs> a, a girl makes an accusation, and they're just like, hmm, and then we're on to the next thing. But like, I, I so I, I'm, I, I don't Which know. Which is who, a shame that like, it yeah. happens so much. Right. That like, we right. just seem to like, okay, well, there's another one. Well, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Right. And now that like, okay, now the political upheaval is going on again we're it's coming back out which is Mm -hmm. is good yes it's just like let's not slip back in like i don't know (laughs) like i don't want to slip back into complacency i mean i i I know you're right that is you're right that is like the worst thing we could do right i i I can't sit here and be excited about the next pierce the veil album when yeah, as much as out. I loved the last Pierce the Veil album, I'm like, it's, there's still that ickiness. There's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, Mike Fuente, and he's still in the band, and they're like apparently bringing him back. You know, oh yeah, he's he still in the band. He's, he took he's, some time he's, off to find Jesus and move to Costa Rica, and now he's back. He took some, no, he took some time off for everybody to forget about what happened. That's what, I, let's let's be honest. That's what uh, happened. <laughs> and I, it's, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't know which way to to feel about it because. I mean, I could, I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, I'd like to believe that after 15 or so years since the Jesse Lacey stuff happened, 
like to believe that he's a better person now. And yeah, and we are of no, we we have no place to comment about it because we don't know so. him personally. We I don't know so. the parties involved personally. Yes. Um, the only thing I know is that Jesse Lacey and his wife are still together. They're still very happy. I'm sure they went to therapy and, you know, had maybe had couples counseling and stuff like that. But right, that was a nasty part of Jesse Lacey's past. And like the only thing we can hope for is that he's learned and grown from it. But can we I say that say about this... Austin Carlisle? We're like, okay, that was exactly a nasty part like of ten years ago with him. But is he a better person? Now? I mean, it's like I don't know if I could say that in the same way so that's where i get confused <laughs> right yeah but i think it's important yeah so i don't it's hard to say like whether or not austin carla because again we don't know anything about him the hmm. only thing we know about is is his public facing face mm-hmm. um, we don't dope, know him personally we don't know dopey, anybody who's him. his dopey public facing face yes and I think yeah, know, exactly. we're a again, lot he's, more he's a nine in ohio <laughs> we're a lot more harsher on artists that we we don't like their music <laughs> It's just like that's true. We so are. I'm trying to. So look we are at, kind of picky at choosing. I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a much more well-rounded perspective, which is, which is complicated. So yeah. So that also goes into the subject of separating the art from the artist, which we talk mm-hmm. about here and there, but I don't think we've ever really kind of talked about like in depth. So like you, for you personally, like where do you stand when it comes to things like this happening and whether or not you choose to still Mm -hmm. listen to that artist's music? I mean, I guess the only people out there that I do that for would be Johnny Craig and Jesse Lacey. I can't think of anybody else who's had accusations that... I've been like a fan of quote. Oh, Mike, Mikey Sawyer as well. Yeah. There's oh, Mikey yeah. Sawyer. I, and I'm then still waiting uh, for you to send me the, the proof of that. Oh but shit. I, 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 I still, I never sent. Okay. Cause I, I can't find what you're talking about. I've tried researching all these things and I'm, I'm just not seeing it. I'm seeing Tillian's accusations, but. Oh, I, sure. Yeah. I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll send them to you. I, I have yeah. them saved, but so, uh, anyway, okay. yeah, there's Mikey, Mikey Sawyer. Sawyer. I mean, but I have much less respect for him after that last album. <laughs> last album greatly so um like now i'm just like is, yeah that probably makes sense <laughs> is there a point for you personally where you draw the line where you're oh, like hard out where you personally like cancel this band this this band out of your rotation i've, or I've never like that? done that before so mm. i don't I, I i don't know where that line would be i guess i could find it someday if uh, right if i believe then maybe i can find it <laughs> <laughs> It's so just, that it's would, also because would, I'm I'm I I would rather know all the details, and I know that that's never possible, right? In yeah. a situation because these are just like celebrities, and you're only going to get what alternative press gives you, mm-hmm. pretty much. So it's like I guess the only thing I, you can I, hope I for is that all the research is done and like and all the investigation mm-hmm. has been done properly by proper. If these uh, guys like Ian Perkins, wait, was that his name? No, Ian yeah. Perkins is the guy I like. No, <laughs> Ian Watkins. What? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> no. Watkins is is Lost okay. Profits guy and Perkins know, and I, is yeah. like he's actually in jail for these crimes. Right. So horrible crimes. Yeah. Though, which we're not going to repeat. I'm just here. like, okay, well I, I you know, regardless of how bad the legal system is, he's still serving time for his right. terrible crimes, which is great, and I would never want to listen to his music 
hence like i never even listened to it so i don't even know if i would like it or not mm. um so that's like the only one i can think of because as far as i know like nobody else has like gone to jail or had a criminal investigation for this stuff like to actually go on I, like just charges well, get dropped which is really we're shitty. also forgetting we're also forgetting uh tim lambesis as well tim lambesis had a very very right. very public um trial and he went to jail and right. he served his time but that's also a case where like and i was very a... i was very like hating on him until last year <laughs> yeah well what well what he did was horrendous and right. but he was but at the, to be fair he's also a very good example of the rehabilitation program of, mm-hmm. of the prison system what the prison system right. is supposed to do for inmates is to rehabilitate them so that they can enter and society a better person if, if she it, was having sex with under underage kids i don't there's no way that i would probably be able to like if he had gone to jail for that i would definitely mm. be like fuck him he's out but since right like i don't know like it's it's See, there yeah there is that line you know yeah that, it's weird it's weird because like well yeah he definitely made a serious uh threat but what was good was that nobody got hurt <laughs> sure know? yeah it, it, because for, he's a for, dump because he's a dummy who was high on steroids steroids yeah yeah and, and it's like well at least nobody got hurt and mm. he's made his life better for it at least and he's I can been rehabilitated. Yeah, he's spent six years in the rehabilitation mm-hmm. process, and is trying to make. And he's going to be a social worker because um, he's studying for that. And I don't like, know. He's gonna... What's a what's a social worker? What is? Huh? What, what? what do they do? Mm. Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 a case where something like something like this has happened. Mm-hmm. But what our opinion? Of, you're right. What our opinion of him? have changed like let's say everything's exactly the same except mm-hmm. the crime that he did was that let's say he diddled some right some, then some I, teenage girl on tour i i would have I, I i probably would have been hard out on that i yeah. mean i think no i think definitely i would <laughs> there's no there's no yeah. maybe about that because i didn't like not like i like the music that much to begin with yeah so. but that new album fucking dope <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason i listened to it was because it was getting good reviews from right yeah trusted sources and so then i was just like well, no underage least, rape was involved no, no underage rape now yeah i, I think I think I draw the line at underage rape, <laughs> mm. which is probably mm. a good thing. I just, I, I can't, uh, uh, but I, yeah. I, I just, I can't make firm conclusions on it. Yeah. And, and, and if, it's, if, it's... if the guy just goes free, then I'm just like, well, I don't know if, if it's true or not. I can't, I can't just believe what somebody puts on Twitter on both sides of the party. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. And, and to be fair, that's a very dangerous thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the, I guess the only real option as shitty as it sounds, and please correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm in the wrong saying this, but like, I will is to just, you can't say that word, Mike, don't say it. Stop. Anyway, but the uh, the only kind of real option here is to kind of separate the art from the artist and just listen to the music as mm-hmm. it is. Johnny Craig, think... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's not because like, also again as shitty as it sounds, it's not like Johnny Craig is going 
is writing lyrics about like, I got away with all my crimes. <laughs> I did a little kids. You know, every it's, day. it's not like every day, you know, and you worship me every day. And, you know, and it's, it's not your like he's... fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> I will forever get away with it. You know, I mean, that's what rappers I... sing about. But <laughs> <laughs> I know you're very impressed at my Johnny and Craig impression. But the that was pretty good. Fun, but <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's not like these guys, I guess, are bragging about R- it. R. Kelly wrote like six albums about that. <laughs> I want to piss on you. And, you know, piss age, on little girls. Age ain't nothing but a number and all that stuff <laughs> oh, you know fuck. well he is also like going through the legal system as he's well, in so jail right now he is, is in jail he's one of the few that yeah. <laughs> the so, charges I mean, are actually sticking uh, so I, it's it's a it, I, this is way above our pay grade you know <laughs> to, to figure know. out but it's it it's still some i think the the importance of being careful with hero worship no matter who you are, no matter what your favorite band is, no matter who your favorite artist is, you got to really reel back your, uh, unless you know this person personally and you know for a fact, this is a good person. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they would never do like, the, like these bad things. Um, you know, also where my wooden table, never say never, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, we also have to realize as fans, we don't know these people personally. We, we the only thing we see about them are these other are public image, their rock star image when we see them on stage at, at shows um they're very prepared statements whenever you know even when they're like in support of like black lives matter or things like that they that's a very prepared statement that's been vetted and that's been like proofread and has been approved by all members of the band so like hmm. so which is which is a good thing that they say things like that but you also have to understand that's like a very prepared thing that hmm. so, so that they can not get in trouble in a way i guess i'm thinking cynically when it comes to that but you again going back to the hero worship you got to understand that it's a very carefully crafted image that they put forth in front of you in order to sell their music so you have to keep that in mind so when these things happen you have to take that into consideration and realize you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going on behind the scenes you don't know what's going on behind that image and all that very carefully crafted um, side of themselves that they put forth in front of you. So as much as you like your band, you know, the reality, the fact of the reality is like they, some of them do shitty things Mm -hmm. and it's important that we take that into consideration. And I wish that the people that are in the know in the scene, if they know of some shitty shit like this happening, they need to, they need to share it. That no yeah, more of right. this, like, oh, I've seen some terrible shit and people that I thought were really cool who weren't. And it's like, don't fucking say that and then, like, not tell us what the fuck is going on. I, and that adds like, to the, you're evil. right, dude, that adds to the problem. And, like, that, 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 that makes you complacent, really. Right. Like, right. and you're just as, I don't know, I'm not gonna say just as bad because I don't know if there's a reason why they can't say anything or they don't, they don't want to get sued or whatever. Because, you know, that that happens. These, I guess these, that's a possibility. Yeah, these predators will, like, sue people like Mikey Sawyer does mm-hmm. or or threaten legal action against anybody who says anything, even though there's proof of the matter to right. the contrary. And if there's proof of it, then it's like, why is why would you be fearful of being sued? You can be like, Your Honor, it says it right here. And they're like, okay, we have to throw out this case. I'm, is I'm a confused. Twitter thread proof, Your Honor? <laughs> I guess I it, like could, to, it could I, be fake. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to throw that to the members of the jury, but that 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 is one that is basically Mike, Mikey Sawyer's like 
only defense is like these are all fake accounts you know mm. he says that con- uh, again I'll, I'll i'll send you the stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting here but, waiting um, and then i'll go back and listen to his interviews mm, and... supporting pedophiles <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding uh yeah man it's a it's like i said it's it's a complicated thing we don't have all the answers but it's just like fuck it, it does make you feel icky though like Oh, by the way, I'm not hero worshiping Mikey Sawyer. He's not like oh no no. That, I'm not saying at that degree for me. I'm not saying that you do. Uh, you know, I, I think the only person you and I hero worship is Brian Fallon. Yes, uh, Chris Cornell, but he he can't diddle little kids anymore. Not anymore, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's 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 maybe it's a Johnny complicated... Johnny Resnick. I think he might he might be like huh. num- number three. <laughs> hmm. I th- it's a good thing you finished that sentence because I was in my head like when you said maybe Johnny Resnick, but I'm like, what? Maybe Johnny Resnick did those little kids? Oh no! But if, if it turns out he did, I'm going to be very, very upset. Yeah, I'm going to delete all these episodes where I said I really like the <laughs> those Goo Goo Dolls albums. Right. But, uh, man, it's just it's this whole thing's a mess, and um, in, in a way, I'm glad this is back in the public um, consciousness in the scene because you're right, we do need to like purge the scene from these scumbags because they're making the entire scene look bad i think so um i mean not like the scene is going to be coming back anytime soon but yeah everything's canceled we got to start from scratch i know that might be a good thing you know we'll just like Mm. start start fresh start with a new underground scene come out of like you know ohio again or something like that and go from there what's (laughs) but what's going to be what's going to be the base though we got to have a base who's going to start this scene what band are we all going to copy off of to build this scene, Adam? Um, the choice Ca- is yours. Casa Loma? Casa Loma? <laughs> well, Adam, why don't you tell me a little bit about this Casa Loma that I, I don't really know much about. Well, this is his name is Nick Ambrosi, I think it is. Oh. Which is interesting because it's the same last name of the original drummer of Pearl Jam. No relation? I, as far as I know, no relation. But okay. <laughs> but we don't really, we'll never really know. Um, so I just, again, thank you, Alternative Press, for your hard-hitting investigative journalism. I came across this uh, this article about this guy. And uh, he's the it's the chubby lead singer. And mm-hmm. I, I was a fan of this EP. I was expecting a full album. But cool. it ended up being an EP, and I really enjoyed it. I, I gave it perfect EP status. Uh, this is uh, this EP is called "This Is Coping." By the way, uh, yes. came out when uh, like a couple uh, last, weeks ago. The the fifth of June. Okay. So pretty fresh. Yeah, um, yeah. Nick Bruzies, Bruzies. <laughs> oh, he's the bruises. Big... Okay, he's the bass player and the other vocalist. So right. Not, yeah. not the tall, skinny, nerdy looking guy, but the other one. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I read the article and I was just like, oh man, this is just going to be like a love letter to his kids. But it it wasn't. Like one song is like way over the top about his kids. It's like. Is it Olivia Marley and the Duck Pond? Yes. So okay. that one is like way over the top about the kids, but I, I still like that song. And usually I don't like those kinds of things. So Usually Adam hates kids. I do. I do. And he has all daughters. kids. He has two daughters. Ew. Right. He hates them so much. But um, no, this was like a stripped down, very acoustic, piano driven, um, you know, like light drumming kind of stuff. 
And, uh, you know, it, I, I just thought it was really well put together. I, I think you should just give it a shot. It's cool. It's, uh, it's, it's only like six, a quick... six tracks. Yeah, six tracks, 25 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I, I was planning on um, listening to it very, very soon. Yeah, it doesn't. I I say that this one sounds like a softer version of Man Overboard, where Zach Eisenstein's side project, (laughs) Bright Green, is like more of a heavier Man Overboard. (laughs) Right. So it's like it was interesting to listen to both of them today and or this week and kind of get that perspective on things. So um, but yeah, I I thought it was good. I, I had no problem with it whatsoever. Cool. What you get? What, what score would you give? It? I gave it perfect EP status, six out of six. A perfect album. Nice. I know. Now it's like in contention for EP of the year with uh, the only EP of the year. <clears throat> that other guy we just talked about who put out an EP this year. <clears throat> who? <laughs> Who's that? We don't need to mention his name, but I really liked it. <laughs> Gregory Johns. <laughs> Gregory Johns. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jimmy cream wait <laughs> jimmy cream <laughs> oh man can you please get can you please log off of your only fans search engine right now adam we need oh, to sorry. hear sorry about That's... jimmy cream jimmy the cream <laughs> jimmy the cream jimmy the, jimmy the creamer <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but on the other side of the spectrum was uh, mm-hmm. the the other lead singer Zach Eisenstein? Um, now, did you remember him having an EP like about about three years ago in 2017? I, yeah, I remember like shortly after Man Overboard said that they were going to take a break, like a month or two or three later, they were like, "Hey, everybody, here's some new music from mm-hmm. the lead singer of Man Overboard." <laughs> <laughs> right. What's what's the name of the project? Bright Green. Mm. So they have like three EPs, from what I can tell. I haven't mm-hmm. listened to the other ones. Um, because all I did was scroll back in the uh, Man Overboard Facebook feed. Luckily, there wasn't a lot of posts to kind of go through. So you get mm-hmm. back to 2017 pretty quickly. And so I, I found that post. Um, and this EP is called That's Heaven Behind Me. And, and that's this, the most recent one, right? Yeah, 2017. And then there's another EP called, there's one called Nosebleed that has like four tracks that I have not listened to, which I assume is the same band, but I don't know what year that one's from. Okay. And then there's one they called, have a, they have a Bandcamp page at brightgreen.bandcamp.com. And there's only mm-hmm. uh, two EPs here, one from 2016 and one from 2017. Is one called the highs are getting lower? Yes. Yeah, the one from 2016. Yes. Okay. So yeah, so, that uh, must I'm be only his seeing as two well. stuff here. So, um, yeah, I haven't listened to either of these to find out if it's him or not, but maybe I will someday. Um, but no, this this EP is dope. I, I highly recommend it if you can't get enough uh, Man Overboard. We've been without Man Overboard for quite some time. And this is exactly what I needed to hear after not nice. hearing anything new from them for five years. So um, this is a full band thing? It's not like a... As far like, I as I it's can heavier, tell. But like, uh, yeah, I know you said it's heavier, but like, right. they, they have like a full... like There's another bassist mm-hmm. and drummer and stuff like I, that too. I, I don't know if uh, Eisenstein does all of the work or not mm. but it's it sounds like a full band and it's it's really good so <laughs> i mean it picks up in like the same kind of pop pop metal pop punk whatever you want to call it um kind of good hooks and everything like man overboard is always known for it's just mm-hmm. like with a lot heavier guitar sound and okay. uh, I, I was digging it i was very much enjoying 
that. I'll have to check out both of these EPs. In yeah, weeks. They're very brief. I mean, that one's only not even twenty minutes. I think for yeah, all five. I tracks. can see the track lengths here. There's like five tracks, two and a half minutes, mm-hmm. three point five, three point five three, two two point four one. And another three twenty minutes. So yeah, yeah, it's it, like it flies minutes. by. So I, I still gave it my full, you know, eight listens, but I was very happy with all eight of them. Very good. <laughs> so, and then I'm I'm just jamming through the Bill Murray stuff. Yeah, we've, so yeah, really quick, yeah, we've we've been kind of uh, we haven't really been getting into like pop punk lately. So right. It's good that uh, we've you found something that uh, you can latch onto. Well, I guess you could say the Bill Murray stuff is pop punk. But okay. That's yeah, that makes sense. So where was I? Oh, I I went ahead and listened to every interview I could find with Johnny Frank this week. Um, all all three that he did with Ian between 2017 and 2018, and then his one with Shane uh, in 2019. So I got like four and a half hours of Johnny Frank interviews. So I think I know everything now. If you have any you know questions, about him, yeah. <laughs> if you have you're any well on your way. You're well on your way to hero worship. <laughs> <laughs> so at least like with the Ian interviews, since, you know, it's almost like they know that Ian's not a musician, so they don't talk about much on the musician side of things. Sure. But so they talk a lot more about Johnny Frank's personality and where his humor kind of comes from and how, mm-hmm. like, you know, he says numerous times that he's like, there's no bands out there, uh, at least in 2017 to 2018 that had, uh, like very much humor going on. So that was what he wanted to kind of bring into this, at least with the, uh, the, the album titles. I guess he's never heard about Dance Gavin Dance, I guess. I don't know. Well, it wasn't in the same way. It was not in the same way. Mm. So, uh, but it is interesting to learn that about his personality. And um, they do mention Dance Gavin Dance briefly, but, you know, that was about it. Who cares about that band? That band's (laughs) nobody. So, yeah, they, they, and they briefly talk about. Like if Attack Attack would ever get back together, and Johnny Frank never says anything negative about Austin Carlisle. They he just says like, oh, I think he's he's you know too busy being sick to ever be able to <laughs> get the get the band back together. But it's he it's, meant sick in the head, <laughs> right? Um, so at least Johnny Frank was very, I don't know. It seemed like he was very open and honest about talking about the old days and where he's kind of going and. How he's like, I, you know, I would never tour with those guys ever again, but I might do like something brief and there would never be any new music. <laughs> he's just very blunt about that. <laughs> so, what was that track that he, what was the name of that track that he did with uh, Shomo? Oh, that's on the uh, the most recent album that I didn't. Banana? Uh, oh, I know it's Banana. Rich Sips called oh. Thick, Thick, Thick. Thick. That's what it was. Yes, I was about to say what, stick, stick. Like, no, that's, that's what, the actual track. What's hilarious about that track that I just barely started listening to is that like the, the, the whole song goes by. It's, you know, two and a half minutes or whatever. And at the very end, it says, hi, this is Caleb Shomo. This is my vocal uh, feature. Okay, bye. <laughs> that's it. That's totally it. And nice. I, I was just like, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I like that. That is pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> I'll admit that was pretty good. So, um, but this banana album, I got to I got to say that is the best album I have heard so far. Yeah. Uh, like, like we mentioned, that was the one that the, our friend Dave uh, recommended. To yes. You. This is by far like the standout album of pretty much all of them since I've listened to all of them now. Um, 
so I would say for Mike, maybe give this album a listen and see what okay. you think. It's you know is again. It, is it a tracks. funny album though? No, no, it's not funny. The only thing funny about it is the album cover. That's okay. It. And there's a track on here called Dank, which is awesome, and a track called New that is also incredibly awesome. And mixed it's on, in with... I'm looking at the uh, Bandcamp page for this album as well. Very, very, very short songs. Yes. I mean, he, he says, he said in these interviews that he wanted it to basically cover like a commute to and from work. So that's why he wants them to be between 20 and 25 minutes and never be any longer than that. And that he's just constantly creating music. So it's like, as soon as one album is done, he's just like, well, let's, let's start on the next one. And so, I mean, he has the means to do it. He has a mm -hmm. studio, which like other bands come to him to mm -hmm. produce and stuff. So, right. Yeah, and I he's got like not. two or three other side project groups that he's doing. And he's just never, never takes a break. So, and he just basically said he wanted to like, be able to capture the next 10 years of his life starting in 2016 so that like when he's an old man he can go back and listen to these albums and at least be like those were some good years um so would you say that like him doing it this way isn't so much he's trying to push himself creativity uh, creatively he's just kind of i think doing whatever comes to mind i mean the first four albums just sound like it's just a bunch of pop punk stuff but then he starts getting more experimental and changing things up on banana and so on. So that's, so that's the why quantity, the quantity over quality argument with this one doesn't really hold up. You, I don't would you think say? so. Uh, well, okay. That's interesting. I mean, banana is the only album that I really, really like out of all okay. of the ones I've heard. So and the other one's just kind of there. Yeah. Like even on banana, the reason he put color into the album art because all of the albums before that were all just black and white <laughs> drawings, right? Because like he, he wanted that to be like a kind of a transitional statement. So, um, whoa, it's fucking deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like a huge change in the sound and a huge change in, you know, this, this, I, I feel the songwriting. Um, but then like Solid Chub, but by the way, six out of seven on, a, on Banana. I, I really like that one. Now, There's solid... a transition track then? Because I see eight tracks. Yes, there is a transition track. And I forget okay. which one it is. I think it might be cold, but I'm not positive. Okay. But And that's another thing. He's like, I always put in transition tracks because you, you, want, you want to kind of take a break before you get into the, the next level of heavy. Right. So, um, But Solid Chub, I got to say, again, moving into different directions. He talks a lot about like his recording process and, and using a whole bunch of different kinds of things to do his recordings and being really like inspired by that kind of stuff. But man, Solid Chub is, is, is really, really rough to get through. You know, you only got mm. 20, you only got 20 minutes, but when you're sitting, <laughs> I gotta there, get, I gotta get to work, Bill Murray. Come on. <laughs> when you're sitting there for 20 minutes and you're just like, I really am okay with this album ending in the near future. Um, I did not feel this album nearly as well as Banana. Mm. And the, there's a good song called Island. Definitely give it that one. The opening track, Gradient, is pretty cool. And I think Ice was another good track. And that was the only three out of eight, or three out of seven, okay. technically. Um, so... But the definite shift in the sound is moving much more towards like the electronic elements rather than like the pop punk elements. And then Taco is pretty much all electronic elements. I mean, there's definitely guitar in it, but it's a lot more experimental on that kind of stuff. 
and this album is really really poor <laughs> i wonder I to, if these uh, albums kind of are just a vehicle for him to kind of test out recording methods and new instrumentations for well, when he does with other bands that's what he kind of said about why he had to leave attack attack was because he had all of these ideas and the band was not really for them because he didn't he he couldn't put them like into a computer system at the time and be like here's what i'm talking about let's work on this he would just be like hey guys we should play something that you know goes like this dun, 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 dun. and they're just like no we probably shouldn't do that and that's just because yeah, they were also moving towards more serious songwriting at that right. time as well right right so this is where the song titles start to get silly on taco and i really disliked this album quite a bit okay um so yeah i mean there's one track called doritos locos tacos um there's have you ever tried one of those i have disgusting (laughs) yeah did you like them i'll take them any day (laughs) oh all right man they're so fucking heavy dude i know anyway continue (laughs) there's another one called a decent cup of coffee which is a really funny beginning because he like plays like a sample of a old time sounding commercial from like the 70s or something all right and and it it's like a husband and wife and she's like like what do you want for your birthday honey he's like all i want is a decent cup of coffee and she's like you're kidding he's like i'm serious honey your coffee's terrible and she said that's pretty harsh and he's like well so is your coffee and then like oh at at the end of that like you hear like you you hear a like a gang vocals of going oh (laughs) i mean that's funny but the song is is dumb (laughs) okay not dumb but it's just not a very good song in my opinion. Okay. And I don't know, level 70 champion palpable I, I, I can't even tell you which one track on here I was okay with listening to. It's mm. not, it's not my jam. Okay. So you, yeah. you, you tried, I gave it a shot, but it's a lot more electronic driven. And at least like hearing all the interviews, I could see why he was kind of going into that realm. It was just more of an experimental kind of thing, which is totally understandable as an artist but Mm -hmm. it it just didn't click with me so well so now i am moving on to wet milk and rich sips which i believe are from 2019 both of them are those the most recent albums yes those are the most recent ones until his next one i think it's called egg whites comes out and that's coming out this year yeah okay it was just like, hey, quarantine's over. Now we can go record vocals for Egg Whites. Well, <laughs> quarantine wasn't going to stop him from making albums. He That's just what, does everything in his bedroom. I was confused about that. I mean, it's in his garage. But <laughs> like I said, I know a lot about him. <laughs> Hero I'm really, worship. <laughs> I'm really confused by all of this. But four and a half hours of interviews, I felt like I got a good understanding. <laughs> Hero worship. <laughs> yes. Um, Eggy Pocket. That's the next one. Eggy Pocket. So, by Hot Pocket. Yes. That's the breakfast Hot Pocket, I believe. <laughs> so in on May 26th, he posted one more week until I go track vocals. I don't know why he had to wait a week when you're recording out of your garage, but whatever. It's all good. So many people involved in the recording process. I know. Maybe, maybe he has like a bigger thing going on now with his 11,000 likes. So. so many likes. I wish I had that many likes. <laughs> Including David. Oh, we know David. Oh, that's <laughs> so, a guy I know. <laughs> I know Dave said that like Banana was definitely his favorite. He didn't say too much else about the other albums. So mm. I'm not sure 
if anybody else really likes much of the rest of it besides Ian. I mean, Ian loves everything that this guy has done. It's a lot to get through, though, too. I know. I know, I know the album or the EPs and albums are like short in length, but yes, looking at his discography in such a short amount of time, it's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff to get through. Right. It's 10 albums altogether so far. And like he wanted to do two, at least two albums every year Whew. for 10 years so that he would just like. <laughs> have like a bulk of shit to always yeah. go back to and kind of go from there. But um, yeah, the dude hates to tour as well. So he's not going to be touring anytime soon. I mean, why so, tour when you can just make money from your, from your garage? Pretty much. Yeah. And he said he like by 2019, he was like, I'm finally starting to make money on this too. So I can like <laughs> use it to pay my bills. <laughs> exactly. Bands don't know the power that they have of, 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 being an independent artist right so i wish that i liked it more because i like everything else about johnny frank so far until i learned what he used to do back in 2010 but (laughs) but it's just like the the music in some band or whatever the music is starting to wane by this by this realm i mean he's yeah it's been four years i mean he's he's, he can't go much longer than that (laughs) yeah i mean that is that was always my assumption with like uh or or any for any artist really who puts out so much Mm -hmm. like i just kind of feel like you're just kind of doing this and not really thinking about the creative process Mm -hmm. you know so whatevs whatevs but no give banana a a, a listen i don't I know will. if you have to like work your way up through some mediocre albums and then you hit banana and you're like oh shit this is really good or if well, you based on right based it. on how you've described his music i feel like i know exactly what everything prior to banana sounds like yeah so if you maybe i'll just like start just a banana canadian softball sunrise skater kids kind of stuff but yeah that's pretty much where it where it was <laughs> so um yeah uh, it was interesting to learn that much about him this week all yeah all, all the interviews very cool well i've been listening to the doors cool <laughs> finally mike you're 50 years late but you're fine boy so yes I, 1967 I, january january of 19 because there's another album 1967 baby. <laughs> let's give these two let's leave these two in love but uh yeah man uh so, so i finally so do you want to do you want me to tell you my history with the doors or do you want to give your where were uh, you in 1967 Adam? well my mom was <laughs> the summer of love <laughs> my mom had just graduated high school when this mm. first album came out so uh yeah that's interesting. Mm. <laughs> so she was in college, smoking a big old doobie, I'm sure. And, uh, she was she was very going much going to MLK out. rallies. It's very possible. Yeah, not sure, but she was probably rocking this album. I have no doubt. Very cool. It's so. Uh, did you? Were you? Did you become acquainted with the Doors through her? So my Doors experience came from just listening to the hits on the the good old radio, mm-hmm. um, you know the 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 light my fires and break on throughs and all that kind of stuff. And Which is on this first album, self titled. Yes. Yeah. So somewhere in the summer of nineteen ninety eight, I'm going to put it right there. No, maybe ninety seven. I remember vividly hearing break on through on the radio mm-hmm. and just being like, there's one of the, this doors band. Like, I feel like they would have 
I feel like I should listen to them. I'd never done this before. I had never been like, I need to like get into an artist. I just had my random CDs here and there. You know, I had my one STP album, my one Goo Goo Dolls album, um, my one Bad Religion album. I had never like embraced an entire band and tried to listen to all of their stuff. So somewhere around 96 or 97, I'm not sure which year it was. Okay. I, I might've thought about it in 96, but then it took a year before I finally went out and purchased the Doors Greatest Hits album, um, like the the double album that was out from you know 1991 or whatever, whenever the movie came out. Sure. And so I like that was my first exposure to them was just that Greatest Hits album. So like getting into the actual real albums and and hearing the non singles was like like sometime later after 1997. Um, but I, I heard plenty of tracks on that greatest hits album that I had never heard before. Cause you really, you get your break on through light my fire um, and maybe some love her madly. Not a lot of the in-between stuff gets played on the radio too much. So, um, which is, yeah, which is interesting because they have so many albums to pick from. So right. you would imagine that like it's a lot like, more songs would be popular. It's almost like the radio has done something to our ability to be able to listen to music. And I'm not really sure what that could be, but burn it all to the ground, <laughs> cancel the radio. Right. So I really can't even think of very many other tracks that I had heard before saying like, man, I like this, this break on through to the other side song. I should listen to them someday. And so I, my probably by my, Senior year, late nineteen ninety seven, I went out and bought the L.A. Woman album because because ah. I knew of Love Her Madly and I was like, I really like that song and I'm going to check out this album and I bought it on cassette and I listened to it in my first Honda Civic way back then. <laughs> nice. and that was like the first time that like I seriously like fell in love with an with a band from that era because everything else had been more like current nineties kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i was just like wow there's a lot of really good songs on this album that i had never heard before oh writers on the storm obviously we all oh yeah have heard Absolutely. that one but i was really really surprised how much i enjoyed this album and i don't think i had started absorbing the rest of the albums until deep until 1998 when i was driving back and forth to pomona my first year of college mm-hmm. and like i just became like the biggest doors fan in the entire world at that point and like there i didn't have anybody to talk about it with (laughs) did you ever talk about it with your mom yes well besides my mom yes okay (laughs) they're like mom tell me about the doors and she was just like well they were a band and then then he died and like that was kind of her extent (laughs) with it she she wasn't like a hardcore fan or anything like that yeah your Um, mom never struck me as like somebody who's like very into music yeah she likes music but she's not like hardcore into music she's a rolling stones bob dylan Ah, like that's that's her style um but the doors were like a band that she liked but never a band that she was like hardcore into Mm -hmm. so um she just gave me her very like short story about it and then i would ask her like what things were like in the 1960s way back when and i started you know seeing all sorts of other things about what the music scene was like back then and like this just like exploded my brain onto what music was at that time because there hadn't been like a huge you know uh scene of music 
that I, I knew about prior to that or, or since then either, you know, like the, they were definitely there, but I was just like, Oh no, it, it, like there was only a scene of music in the sixties. Like that was, right. that was it. <laughs> so I, I just was so green to everything about like the history of music at that point. So I just kind of like just absorbed it like a sponge. So it was around your first year of college that you finally, that you first listened to the uh, first album, the self-titled. Mm-hmm. Probably because uh-huh. I, I think I just had that LA woman cassette for most of my senior year of high school. Uh-huh. And then like I started branching out and like buying all the other cassettes and uh, like, you know, live albums and other, like pretty much anything I could get my hands on at that point. Cause I, I wonder what your, I, um, I, what I, your I didn't, opinion of the band would have been if you had started here. Cause it was right. definitely an adjustment for me. Right. Cause I know when I finally did listen to this album, I was just like, Ooh, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> it definitely, I could tell they had to make it sound like the sixties, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's very sixties, sixties pop kind of stuff. It's but heavy it, on the psychedelic, uh, the, the psychedelic elements, mm-hmm. uh, the experimental kind of psychedelic sound of the 60s, which but I'm sure nobody, nobody was using that style of keyboard element at the time. They were. Yeah, they were the it's first very one. dreamlike. It's very uh, it's very ethereal. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like if you close your eyes listening to some of these songs, it kind of takes you someplace to an so, interesting place that some substances could do to some and i was about to say that and like i was able to feel this kind of like taking you away somewhere and from and this is some this is coming from someone who doesn't do rec- recreational drugs at all yeah so i can't imagine <laughs> what this fucking does to you when your mind has been altered you oh know <laughs> well and like i i hadn't listened to the album in like three years and i listened to it this week because i knew we were going to talk about it yeah just like i get it even more on certain mm. elements i mean songs like 20th century fox you're like okay they had to write that song to like fill the album <laughs> and uh sure yeah some of these you can tell are just like kind of jam session kind of song yeah. we wrote and we wrote in like a week or two and but like the know. crystal ship oh my god that out that that's, song is so yeah. cool <laughs> that is a great song and that's that's one of my highlights of this album too mm-hmm. uh, you know you, you have your mega you you before no no uh, uh, okay me, like you, you I'm, I'm only familiar with like the the mega hits the break on throughs the light my fires the end um i had never heard the crystal ship until that greatest hits album and i was like oh i guess this was a, a hit but i had never heard it before and like i remember not sometimes liking... when they compile greatest hits they just kind of throw in a few um like all the singles uh, well they throw in all the singles but then to kind of fill it out they kind of throw in a few uh hidden gems here and there that might not mm-hmm. have been may or may not have been singles just maybe some maybe somebody's favorite song or something maybe and this was uh only like a year and a half after the band had formed, they had already like been the house band at the whiskey um, mm-hmm. for a long time. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting album. Um, yeah. Definitely it, not something that I'm used to. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the sound is long since passed, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with like psychedelic rock albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, just maybe like Pink Floyd when we checked that out like a few right. years ago. And I think That's Pink probably... Floyd's first album came out in 67 as well. Right. So yeah. Like kind of starting that, that wave. Um, so yeah. I, I, uh, what else did you think about it? <laughs> like so I could after, go days about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, after my like initial like shock, of it like again mm-hmm. I, I i guess i kind of i felt like i had to 
get it mm-hmm. uh, after a couple of listens. It's 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 a very like groovy, very like ethereal sound. I it's it's oh man, it's hard to describe. It's just kind of had, had you heard the full light my fire seven minute version? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, okay. yeah, but that one just kind of felt like like the unedited version of it. Like, it felt like just kind of like a we're jamming for a bit and then once in a while jim morrison comes in with lyrics well that was like the big uh, thing, I like. like that that song was supposed to be more about that jam session and then the producers were just like all right we're gonna make this a single and we'll come back with the edit real quick and they were like oh man they're gonna make it sound so cool they're gonna throw in parts of the of the of the solo and everything and they're yeah. like nope we just took we just yeah took we're gonna cut four minutes off of this track <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they were just like oh okay and you know then it went on to great success obviously but yeah i mean this you can say the same thing about the the final track the end as well because mm-hmm. you know there's a heavily edited version of that out there i don't um, think so i've never heard an edited version of that because that would be terrible <laughs> well i've i've heard the end on the radio and it's like three minutes long dude <laughs> i are you sure they've never i've they, heard it yeah they've never K-Rock heard is... about editing in that song really you've listened to all 11 minutes you were just in a different place in your head I fucking like escaped my my soul escaped my body by the time exactly. I no, I, I swear I've heard like the end like on like K Rock or something, and they just cut like the three minute version because it, it 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 that that song gets jammy too. So you know I can imagine mm-hmm. that it's easy to cut. But, it says uh, here that there was a single version that was released on the greatest hits album released mm-hmm. in 1980. Um, it's about half the length of the original, but um, I'm. That, that's that, that no you you've heard the full 11 minutes because there's okay. no way that um like everybody is uh knows that sacrilege with that song <laughs> yeah i mean it's a great song and like I, I i highly recommend like the the 11 and 44 second version of it it's 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 a really especially the after the 10 preceding songs because it does feel mm-hmm. like a grandiose end. it does feel oh, like man. this album is coming to an end and oh yeah like the, yeah an end of the night. I always forget how great that song is. I know it's mm. only like two minutes and fifty-two seconds, but uh, yeah, I like, was actually surprised at how short some of these songs are. Oh know, yeah, that, that's that's the sixties for you. It was like everything yeah. had to be three minutes or less because that's what radio would play. Well, that's also what would fit on the the vinyl as well. Mm-hmm, that yeah. too. So they need yeah. if you're going to have a seven minute track and an eleven minute track, you got to make the rest of it really short. Yeah. So. <laughs> definitely very after the initial shock i'm like wow this is a this is a this is this sure is quite a this album takes you places mentally mm-hmm. so like, after you get over that shock it's like wow this is a fascinating album to sift through and i just listened to it for a week i'm sure like if i like had a lot of time with this and like delve deep into the lyrics and then be like then I, I probably would be calling Adam mm-hmm. up this past week. Like, hey, yo, you have some of those, uh, <laughs> some of those mushrooms. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that another, another day. Nice. <laughs> you have have any... you ever listened to any of these albums on the influence of anything? Oh, just, just that the one time I listened to the LA woman album and it was, it was pretty, Oh my God. Oh, so Maybe we got, I, we got I, quite I a ways. Share, I should share my experience one of these days now that it's been enough time away and I'm like not, you know, afraid of, you know, getting arrested getting, or anything. Getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, we've got, a, we've got quite a ways to like get to LA woman, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to hear your stories about that, dude. So an Alabama song, the whiskey bar. I know that's kind oh, of, yeah. a, that's kind of that's an awkward the weirdest, song. That's the weirdest track on the album. Like it is, uh, you know, it is a cover. 
Um, oh, it is okay. a, of a 1940s German song. Like, like it, it has, there's like some weird, I don't, I don't want to say it's like a Nazi song, but it was like during that era, that like a nationalism kind of song, something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but, uh, it was written, uh, let's see here. I know it's from the twenties. My bad. Whoa. So it's pretty, it's pretty old, but, um, to hear that song when I went to that show in 2002 and they played that song and the entire crowd was belting that out was like one of the most surreal experiences for me. Cause it obviously wasn't one of my favorite door songs of all time, but <laughs> to just have the entire like mammoth crowd all singing in unison to that song was just like, wow, this song really struck a nerve with a lot of people in a good yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. So it must be a really important song period because like right. I said, I've only listened to it for a week, so I don't have, the background on most of any of these songs. So I'm just kind of listening just, just for the musical value. Mm-hmm. And just based on that, like it's, like I said, it's listen to this in 2020 years. It's so weird and, but equally fascinating, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm definitely all in and I'm really excited to oh, continue on. And I'm so glad and, uh, I had all these visions of you being like, I listened to The Doors this week. I hate it. <laughs> Adam, why do you like this dumb band? Why do you like so bands with stupid. dead singers? <laughs> Every band you like has a dead singer. It's so dumb. I know. Okay, so I'm glad that you are having this experience. Now, Strange Days is a very short album. It's only 35 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, right. But it's it like the first two albums are basically like all of the poetry that, that Jim Morrison had you know, prior to the band being a band. So by the third album... Like it got, it gets different because like he was out of like material. He's writing, he's writing for the music. Now. Right, right. Oh, okay. So it's like strange, strange days has some of my favorite tracks on it too. Um, you got, you're like, people are strange, obviously. And, uh, and you can just kind of go from there. It's, I, hmm, it's hard to tell if I would consider this album any better. No, I say the first album is better than this one overall, but this one still has a lot of good tracks on it. And the, the close the closing track when the music's over is definitely one of my favorite songs from them. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'm then, interested to see how this band evolves over time. And you know, they have such a short history. Right. Uh, but you know, they have this giant discography. So I imagine this band's just gonna keep trying new things and mm-hmm. you know, go in weird different directions because they're already super maybe maybe they weren't weird for nineteen sixty seven, but like Oh, they were weird. weird. They were definitely weird. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> but they found their audience, obviously. Because Light My Fire wasn't a very polarizing song. Like, everybody can enjoy this. And yeah. <laughs> as long as we take out the three and a half minutes of of, of keyboard and guitar solo, everybody <laughs> right. loves this. So Yeah, the, I mean, that, that seems like one of the songs, too, like stepping away from it and, you know, not being in the context of the time this was released. That seems like one of the more accessible songs. Mm-hmm. That sounds That's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that we can sell on the radio. Yeah, exactly. So I think my remember I told you about wait, uh, the celebration of the lizard, that particular track. I think I'm, I'm I'll, I will have you listen to that track after you listen to Waiting for the Sun. What 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 album was that? Uh, number three. Well, uh, celebration wait, of the lizard. Yes. Well, um, track three on celebration or. Track three on Waiting for the Sun is called Not to Touch the Earth, which is just right. one piece of the Celebration of the Lizard track. Like it's oh, it's it's a five okay. piece song that's like 17 minutes long. 
Um, now I haven't heard. I haven't Those other heard tracks don't show up on the future albums. No, because they had such a hard time getting all 17 minutes recorded that oh, okay, the, their producer got, you know, said like, look, it's not going to happen. Let's just take this one chunk <laughs> and we'll put that in there. And the band kind of had to reluctantly agree on it. But apparently there, there is a studio version out there that I was able to find that, you know, you can, you'll, you'll be able to find it obviously. Um, sure. But I think listening to not to touch the earth first and then listening to not to touch the earth in the context of that entire 17 minutes, I think, I think that's the best way to do it. Okay. I did it the other way around way back in the nineties. Um, and I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, I, I don't think that was the best way to do it because I don't know. That sounds like a journey. <laughs> I know it is. A, it is quite the journey. So, I mean, 17 minutes is, is a lot to undertake, but I haven't, I also haven't heard the full 17 minutes in like 20 years. So I have no idea if I'm still going to like it at this point. I'll have to, mm. I'm going to listen to it w- when you get there and see where Very we kind of cool. go from there. Cause I remember being like in love with that whole 17 minutes thing. And it's just like, it's got these ebbs and flows and, 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 and just pretty much everything you could want in one song right there. And it's longer than a Bill Murray album. I know. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to say you have to like listen to it, you know, eight times or anything but um it's it's pretty cool no nah, man i've got i gotta go all in on the on, on the doors so uh, okay give, give, give me everything so okay and uh, then then we'll 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 proceed out of psychedelia into the soft parade which w- will be a very long discussion about that album because okay it's a huge shift in sound all right i'm all in bud so okay yeah. so cool. in the coming weeks share some more thoughts on the doors i'm sure you can f- you listeners, you guys can find their music everywhere. So if you want to follow along with me, go, you know, check out these albums. I think you're going to, especially those of you who aren't familiar with like 60 psychedelic stuff like me. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll, 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 uh, we'll unpack all this together. So uh, I think that's, uh, that's it for this week. Huh? That's it. Next week I'll be finishing up Bill Murray and I started listening to the first two Halsey albums. Oh, cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm embracing those and just being like, man, this, this new wave of bisexual women really, uh, Really strike something within me. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> what a what a, what a brave new world this is. What a you know, ho- hopefully this will open the door to more young, pretty bisexual girls who like indie rock. You know, I mean they've been held down long enough by by the by man America. So yeah. it's about time we gave them a voice. I think they need a platform. Exactly. We've <laughs> we've we've given a platform enough to guys who are drunk on fame and try to uh groom underage girls to having sex with them that's gone on long enough <laughs> so it's about time that we talk about sad bisexual girls right. for now on. and listening to these girls i'm just like i'm really hoping that nothing like that happened to them when they were sad underage girls mm. you never know i just i i, I worry <laughs> Yeah. So I think that'll do it for this week's episode, folks. Thank you for joining us. Uh, feel free to uh, let us know your thoughts on anything. Uh, you know, if 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 we, especially me, if you know, if I if I was in the wrong saying anything, because like, like I said, I'm not an expert in any of this kind of stuff. I just kind of go off of the. I just kind of go off of the opinion of fairness, and you know, we can't 
judge things when we don't have all the inf- all the complete information. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I spoke out of turn in any way, just feel free to let me know. You can talk to us over on Facebook at that garbage website, uh, facebook.com slash skinny with Mike and Adam. We, we, we got to have that Still page, there. I guess. I don't know if we can go anywhere else, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? How about this? You can also, uh, t- I, 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 I've been logging in more often on uh, on our Twitter page. So we're at mm. the skinny pod on Twitter. That's- that's not a garbage dump either. <laughs> That's not a garbage dump. That is a that is a whole apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. Pretty much. <laughs> but uh, you can also talk to me over on Instagram. Me personally at the uh, Mike Wears Prada. Send us a good old fashioned email over at the Skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. And uh, for my co-host Adam, I'm your co-host Mike. And Adam, did you come up with the? Did, did you finally figure out that hashtag? What was it supposed Maybe. to be about again? I, I, I forgot what we were talking about. I did too. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I was hoping that you remembered. <laughs> I had one in my head earlier, but now it's gone. I have to oh, man. add it another day. I guess the discussion is closed, folks. So. <laughs> Forget everything I said about uh, where you can contact us. <laughs> Equality now. Hashtag. Equ- there you go. <laughs> Share that one. And, so, and tell them the skinny sent you. Skinny, See you, folks. We'll, the we'll probably have always equal. Yeah. Separate but equal. Separate. Yeah. Still, still separate for now, but maybe next week. <laughs> maybe next week. We'll see. So, folks, we'll have a. We'll most likely have an episode next week. Hey, I remember when we canceled this show? Remember when we said this show wasn't weekly anymore? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that was back when my baby was born, and now the baby's two. She's two baby years old. Officially, as of this episode, is two years old. Exactly. Yeah, you guys have plans tomorrow for her actual birthday? Today, we're just doing the little like grandparents coming over thing, have some food. Uh, okay. That's about it. Get, tomorrow, she won't even know. Yeah, got some Target cake? No no Target cake. Uh, okay. Can't go there anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where all the, that, that's where, that's where the germs congregate. They're all there. They're Stay all... safe, everyone. Everything's opening up, and, uh, and it looks like, uh, it looks, it looks like, it looks like COVID cases are on the rise yep. everywhere. It's just because they're, they're testing more now. That's the only reason. Is that right? It's still, it's, it's just as high as it was in March. Like number of just cases we didn't know day, about it. But yeah. now we're testing more. So therefore it makes it better. It means that mm. there were more cases then than there are now. Technically, the, <laughs> technically the line has always been flattened. <laughs> we just didn't know how flat it was. Now we know how yeah, flat know. it is. So listen to music from the '60s, where it was a simpler time, where you could just hold hands with your fellow man and do a bunch of drugs. Like people would put the drugs in your mouth, and you didn't have to worry about any problems. Like maybe you catch a cold, but that was about it. Uh, music in the '60s and '70s, <laughs> when I'm sure band guys were having sex with underage girls. All the time, and just nobody I, talking about it. I don't know what Jim Morrison, who he was doing, but I've, I'm not calling just, out Jim Morrison personally. I'm just saying that shit was fucking I've, rampant. I've talked to women who met him who were underage at the time, mm. like 15, 16, and he did not treat them poorly or try to do anything bad with them. So I can at least say there's that. <laughs> well, the stories are there yeah <laughs> i'm not saying jim morrison personally i'm just saying music of the time well this isn't yes. something what we talked about today isn't something new it's just it wasn't talked about back then right 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 maybe so cancel everything bye folks <laughs> bye